Hello, I'm Raul with the Catch Wrestling Alliance and where we try to help you elevate your grappling and together we keep real wrestling alive. Thank you to our guest, Cindy. Uh, she's been training uh, with, in catch wrestling, but uh, you know we're here in at UCLA at the university and so there's ample uh, opportunities to train in jiu-jitsu, right? And, and we have jiu-jitsu classes, we have a jiu-jitsu club, and uh, we have a lot of people doing jiu-jitsu. We do have a catch wrestling class here, but you you've been able to do like a lot of different like jujitsu practice as well, right? Yeah. And um, so, but you've been really trying this past year to um, like focus on the catch wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, can so you've you've you're here to kind of tell us about what you've kind of learned in uh, in, a, in a year of catch wrestling. Yeah. So I've dipped my toes in like several gyms, like. Um, Pedigo Daisy Fresh, Kyotera, and now like 10th Planet HQ. Um, and I feel like a lot of what I do in catch wrestling definitely um, enhances my perform my grappling performances in jujitsu gyms. So yeah, I'd like to go over like some of the things I've learned. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, you've kind of prepared a list of things, right? Yeah. Why don't we go over the first thing, right? It's okay to be vulnerable. What did you mean? <laughs> so the way I, I, I frame these things like a silly like life lesson type thing, but it is okay to be vulnerable because in, in BJJ, at least what I've learned, like one of the first few times I grappled, I think it was like kind of in the wrestling principle was in me to like go into turtle and the first thing she said to me was, you gave me your back. And I was just like, so? Like, is it the end of the match? No. And so, you know, it's okay to... Um, expose your back. It's not the end of the world. It may be like four points to them and IBJJF rules, but like that doesn't mean the match is over. It's no reason to give up or like completely give up your game. Um, because in cat wrestling and wrestling, it's rather the opposite, you know? Like it's a sin to put your mat to the, your back to the mat. And like I've heard someone say, like just be just like how guard can be like a form your method of attack, so can turtle. Turtle can be like your method of attack. You just have to learn how to utilize it and get out of it, attack from there. Um, so, you know, it's completely okay to have a different mindset from everyone else. Like, even if it may be advantage, someone thinks it's disadvantageous to you, it can be advantageous to you, just how your frame of mind. Yeah, and actually, it's interesting that too, because, um, yeah, so a lot of people, like, or I think a lot of jiu-jitsu schools are really IBJJF, IBJJF oriented or in their mindset and kind of like the, the way they even structure even like the, the entirety of their school like their curriculum and all the different uh, belts and stuff uh, so then yeah they're thinking like oh don't give the back and that's like a mortal sin and definitely the match is going to be over soon because uh, not only are there points but you're you're definitely going to lose by ruining a choke or something um, but it's not exactly the case especially if you're uh, not only not even like if you know catch wrestling it shouldn't necessarily be the end of the world but even just regular amateur wrestling there's a lot of techniques to get someone off of your back um, and yeah the giving your back is actually the defensive position uh, but with that being said actually you had a submission only match uh, just recently right where yeah. um, you you like so it was a uh, submission only and they had the uh, Eddie Bravo overtime rules. So uh, Cindy was put in a position where uh, she had to escape the the back mount. Right. So someone was had the hooks in and uh, and uh, the seatbelt, 
and uh, whoever could escape faster or if you got submitted uh, you would lose right but you won right yeah yeah so did, like you didn't feel uncomfortable when someone was on your back right no no I mean people take my back all the time because you know I'm used to exposing my back and it's just like so you know I'm not under much pressure in, in those situations all right that's great so yeah I think it's another like really important thing where it's like if someone does now like take your back it's not like a, it's not like you're feeling stressed out or whatever. I just cycle through whatever I can, like what I know from there, for okay. sure. Awesome, awesome. All right, let's go ahead and see your next point here. Building onto that, like the next point was like always looking for new opportunities. And like you might, people might think like, oh, it's completely over. Like once your back is taken, but you're going to get RNC'd out. Like, but just because you're exposing something doesn't mean like your opponent is completely invulnerable. Like from catch wrestling, I've learned like the more untraditional BJJ things like wrist locks and um, like toe holds, like they're putting their appendages in front of you. Those are completely vulnerable and out in the open. Mm -hmm. And so those completely work for me and get me out of the situation and put me on the offensive. Um, like recently I've rolled with someone at an open mat and I went for a Kimura from, and a toehold when they were on my back. And the only thing they told me was like, I've never been um, wrist locked or toehold held from like a back take. I always thought I was get, I would get the RNC. So, you know, always looking for new opportunities and like trying to look at things from different angles. All right, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I think what people don't realize is, yeah, I think uh, it's ingrained in the jujitsu mindset that, um, like that's like the finishing position and so then they fully commit right like they got their legs wrapped around you nice and tight they got their arms wrapped around you nice and tight but especially one have part of the seat belt one of their arms is going to be under your armpit and that if you can if you can separate that grip of the seat belt they've put themselves really into a deep uh double wrist lock position um so yeah they're they're fully committing to the potential of getting submitted with either yeah the double wrist lock or sometimes even just reaching down and get the toe hold uh it's very very effective because they're so committed to you know really wrapping themselves around you even if you don't get the submission at least you're posing yourself as a threat yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they, they start feeling some pain or they, and they yeah. might let go and you might reset or like put yourself in a better position so yeah 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 they'll definitely be scrambling yeah. yeah. If if they escape, they're scrambling to escape. So then you could totally be at the uh, the advantage to uh, set up w whatever like your whatever your your counter attack will be. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to uh, add to that or? Uh, no, we can move on. Okay. All right. Cool. So the next one, the importance of consistency. Oh, actually, no. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Build and strengthen the fundamentals. Yeah, so like I think just like with any skill you want to like pursue in life, you gotta build like the fundamentals, you gotta start somewhere. And some of like the first things I've learned in catch wrestling that don't really go over in BJJ is like um, like driving, bridging, and sit outs. Um, like time and time again, like these movements have shown up in like different techniques, different movements, escapes, and counters, which are really important. And um, if you don't have a strong foundation, everything else will crumble. Like going back to that um, that recent sub-only tournament, 
And not to toot my own horn, but I had a three escape, three second escape from Spiderweb. Why? Because I had like a really strong foundation in like bridging and like um, being able to like escape and pull my arm out. But I wouldn't have gotten to that point if I didn't do catch wrestling. Yeah. 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 The for those who might not know, that Spiderweb is what like the. I don't know if it's only 10th planet only terminology, but if you don't know, it's like a, uh, you have to start in the armbar position and you can even grab the thigh. Uh, so it's like you're, so, so, and then whoever can escape or if the person who has the advent, advantageous, or the, the spider web, uh, they, they can win if they get the submission. Uh, but yeah, it's like they're kind of hoping that you can stay flat right on your back and then they can even lean over and like really. Uh, break your uh, the grip of you trying to resist that armbar, but they couldn't because you're using your leg power. You you losing using your bridge, yeah. Uh, and so you're able to get the space, and then you're able to get the arm out. Yeah, and I think that's. Mm, I don't want to say maybe one of the more crit critiques of BJJ is that you're expected to stay flat and like be in a more passive position whereas catch wrestling you're a little more dynamic with like bridging can maintaining top pressure maintaining pressure overall like being able to sit out being able to bridge and create an arch but like yeah i think i like that about catch wrestling it's a little more dynamic it's not as passive or you're always maintaining at least pressure yeah yeah no those are the things like even uh, jujitsu they'll they'll say like oh we have some bridging but quite often it's only onto the shoulders right it's not like a full bridge where you can even kind of use use your head to uh, create a nice like arch with your whole body. I mean, like they say, your head is a fifth limb. That's right. That's right. So uh, you got to be using it, All right? Cool. What's your next your the the next thing that you found? <laughs> well, you touched a, bit, a little bit earlier. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> the importance of consistency. And, you know, this isn't applicable to grappling, just grappling, but maybe like athleticism or anything else in life. Um, so I trained here at UCLA in like the LA area over the academic year, but I had to take a, I went home for the summer and that's where I stopped catch wrestling because they don't just, they just don't have it in San Jose. And I trained at another gym that like, that like, um, they didn't have consistent um, quality of training and they didn't have consistent uh, sparring time so I really saw my grappling regress when I came back for the academic year to grapple um, and I noticed like the most improvement when I'm able to consistently and frequently train like catch wrestling and whatever um, with new people or people that I'm comfortable with having consistent sparring time always learning something new so yeah yeah sorry you were you had to experience yeah. that yeah. <laughs> we wish you lived closer to la or we wish you just lived in la right <laughs> yeah all right so yeah no it's totally true like you gotta not only because you even touched on sparring partners and stuff so you definitely got to find like people you feel comfortable with a gym you feel comfortable at uh not only where it's like they because um, there's a lot of uh like coaches that uh, maybe are very knowledgeable but they could also be like very negative or you know have and that like the coaching style is like super important too yeah. so, uh, that's I think maybe that's why you you kind of notice a regression where it's like a lot of these important things weren't getting fulfilled yeah. right satisfied yeah. all right so what's the your, the next thing that you found 
Um, comparing myself to others, I mean, you know, it's social media life. Comparing yourself to others is just isn't good. Um, I used to compete like before I started grappling, and like comparing myself was my downfall. It still is my downfall. Um, like stalking my opponents of um, Instagram or asking around about them um, did more harm than good, and it only created like unnecessary expectations and pressure on myself to perform. And I found that when I knew absolutely nothing about my opponent, which was a sub-only tournament, like I did my absolute best. But when I knew about my opponent, it created like expectations like, oh, I think she's like a really aggressive fighter, I shouldn't shoot. Or like, oh, she's younger and lighter than me, I should win. It created like these unexpected or unnecessary expectations and pressures on me that like only hindered my performance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, only focus on your own game, don't focus on your opponent's game. Yeah, don't compare yourself. Yeah, no, that's a great point because yeah, you never know. Like, uh, yeah, you could totally like, what, like it was like we're our own worst critic, right? So you would probably shut yourself down more than the other person shutting your game down. Um, so yeah, it's like you, you're kind of like the the person who defeats you yourself first. Yeah. So yeah, try not to yeah exactly stick to your game, uh, not necessarily even game plan, but it's like what you've been learning. If it's more of a wrestling based thing, you can stick with that and still succeed in jujitsu or wh whatever you you uh, like whatever you choose to compete in. But like actually, little side thing. So uh, you've done like point jujitsu tournaments, right? And then also sub only. Uh, what, what's your perspective on? On, but what would you prefer, like sub only or I point? I prefer sub only. That might be that might be a hot take, but like uh, I prefer sub only rather than points because period. <laughs> like just, that's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it just shows more technique and like, did you really, did you really have the upper hand, like in points? Like, did you really have the upper hand, like, um, just because you were able to pass me or sweep me? Like, it doesn't show that you were you had the advantage over me. Like, you weren't able to fi to finish anything. Yeah, yeah, and I'd say, like, the, coming from a, a wrestling or catch wrestling background, uh, if your whole game is based off of, uh, you know, being in the defensive or the referees or a turtle position, uh, you can still submit that person, but if it's an IBJJF tournament uh, and, you know, you only have a short time period uh, for the whole match, you know, you might give up points. And actually, I remember when I did win an IBJJF tournament in Singapore, and uh, but it was because my because I, I was one of the one of the persons who was helping coach me was here at a IBJJF school and was telling me like just get a takedown and then stay on on top of the guy and you'll win. And so actually, I used that strategy, and so it wasn't necessarily like the the like. The prettiest <laughs> win, but that was the thing. They able to get a takedown, stay on top of the guy, and then the time ran out because it's such a short time period. Um, so, so anyway, that's um, like it, it. While it can show some kind of dominance, you're not showing like you're really going for a finish, right? Which is uh, even in catch wrestling, it's like catch wrestling had no time limit because you go until someone wins, right? It's like, you want to see an actual finish, and points don't show 
like don't show that or gaming the system like how I guess I kind of did for the the IBJJF one uh, where you get to take down and uh, and then just wait right so uh, yeah no, I'm really proud that you you know you you went and uh, you won and sub only which is <laughs> I think way more legit because no points you have to beat the person yeah yeah awesome anything to add to that or um no we can move on okay cool all right what's the next one um controlling the things that matter so like again like in life like you can't control everything you can't control what your opponent does and whatever your however your opponent's going to be your their skill level but like um not everything's out of my control either like i control everything about myself my breathing my training my reactions but i can control everything within like arm's reach too so like learning how to I mean, at least from my experience, I found that I, the BJJ people are very afraid of hand fighting. They're very, like, afraid of touch for some reason. But, you know, like, wrist control, ankle control, or controlling the hips, those are really important. And that's, I feel like, going back to that point about back take, they're completely exposing their wrists and ankles in front of you. Like, they may have your back, but they're leaving out the things that matter, so, like, controlling their ankles, controlling their wrists. And I think you made a point, like, I might just leave it up to you <laughs> to, to elaborate, but you were like something about how matches where there was no ankle control. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, was it like recent ones or, or was it just like- remember, In general. Oh uh, yeah, I think it might've been something uh, where it's like a lot of times if you're, if you go online, like Instagram, you see all these highlight footage footage yeah. right and then uh most of the time it's like someone who's you know we're not saying they don't know good technique but usually when they're doing a highlight like uh, technique on someone the other person is kind of just there right they're not actually uh getting wrist control or like uh, grabbing the ankles or controlling the other person's head they're kind of uh maybe scrambling without any real like purpose or technique so they can't shut down the other person, and the other person is then able to just totally uh, get some kind of highlight sub on them, right? So was that kind of what I was that, thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Quite, if you look at it, so anybody who's watching or listening to this, uh, check it out. You'll see like the, the person who gets subbed uh, or pinned or whatever, a lot, oftentimes they're not, and this, yeah, does, with regards to pinned, uh, this, this also kind of happens in, in amateur uh, wrestling where, um, they're not really getting that wrist control, which would definitely be available a lot of the time. They're, they're hitting switches and not getting wrist control. They're hitting all these different wrestling moves, and then they get countered. It's because they, they didn't uh, get any control over the other person. They're doing their counter move, but without blocking the other person. And then the other person's free to get their highlight reel technique. And generally, if you have like wrists, ankles, hips, like you control everything else. Mm, yeah. yeah. So, control what matters, and everything else should fall in line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think it kind of goes. That can go back to your other point about like not worrying about so much about like how, uh, like maybe even if your opponent is well known, and you know, it's like if uh, if you're able to block a lot of their attacks by controlling the head, controlling the wrists, etc., uh, they're not going to be able to like do their game on you, right? So, uh, yeah, I think they all kind of. All your points kind of uh, can have like a through line. Yeah. Oh. All right. So what was 
your next discovery? Um, it's actually the last point, but it's like it kind of goes back to the point of consistency, but the importance of like a good, healthy environment. And this is where like the quality of instruction, the quality of well, maybe the quality of the gym may not matter too much, but like the quality of instruction and partners is really important. And I used to think to myself like, how do you know if a gym is good? I had to find that the hard way. Like over the summer, I went to a gym that I didn't really like. It was the most pristine gym ever, like giant mats cleaning every hour. But the instruction was not great. There was a live sparring. Just maybe it was just me, but like the instruction didn't go um, work with me. And I've been, I've lead like unsatisfied, unmotivated, like kind of wanting to drop out of grappling. But I, I've been to like the most hole in the wall gyms and. I feel much better there, like, cause it's just because like the people there and the instructors there like really make or break your experience. So like having good quality, um, an encouraging, motivating, a very healthy um, environment is really gonna make or break your experience. So I think it's really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's super duper important, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're getting like the whole mental aspect uh, satisfied. Uh, and a lot of times, yeah, you just you just need a mat, right, <laughs> or something. It doesn't have to be the fanciest. Ideally, uh, you know, like it's clean <laughs> that they clean it. But yeah, you know, if you have good people that, to train with that you trust, and uh, you're everyone's trying to learn and uh, improve, that's that's super important. And then if you have like a, an instructor who cares uh, about people learning and they're positive, that's like a major thing. Uh, hopefully people like who are listening to this don't necessarily think I, I try to bring up the whole idea about uh, coach being positive because even scientifically I guess there's a lot of research on coaching especially nowadays and the, the, the like the slave driver style of coaching has been shown time and again from diff for different sports to be the least effective and the least um, successful a style so it's like a if you come from someone who's like yelling at you to do stuff uh, your career even if you get some wins the statistically speaking you you will probably like still have maybe more losses or you won't be as as like have a winning record as someone who's uh, in a in a environment that they really enjoy where everything's really positive and everyone like wants to be there and not they don't feel like they have to be there and they're they're uh, subjugated by the uh, by the coach and stuff it's like that's ultimately not the ideal way yeah like I've, I've in another sport at least I've I've had like the drill sergeant type of coach and all that really does is like makes you dread practice and it makes you hate being there and it makes you like look at the clock and like when am I gonna leave so I don't want to be in an environment like that you're not gonna thrive in an environment like that anyone who says that they do best under pressure is probably a little bit of masochist masochist but you know you can't thrive like that. You're mm -hmm. you're not gonna feel good. I don't know why it's preferred, but I think it's just best to have a positive type of um, instructor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You might not know that that's like what you need, but uh, you need it. <laughs> yeah, so, and then if you feel like that's not what you need, then think about why you think that way, right? Because it it could be uh, some other things that are going on where. Um, you feel like you have to have someone yelling at you and instead of encouraging you and uh, helping you figure out how to be a better version of yourself. 
Oh, so are you going to continue with catch wrestling? Of course. <laughs> of course. Yep, this is, you're like, this is the end. I'm out. Yeah. Go time to write my book. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exposing all the, the the secrets of catch wrestling. Are you going you're gonna to start your own catch wrestling academy then? <laughs> yes, back in San Jose. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, um, um, so you've... So right now, like so, like I wanted to mention, like you know, UCLA. So we have a lot of people uh, who are doing jujitsu here. Uh, you and I, we also go train at Tenth Planet headquarters and stuff. Um, how has your experience now that you've been training for a while? Like, how is it when you're kind of rolling with people here or at Tenth Planet? Or the most striking difference, well, well, the difference between like rolling with catch wrestling people and the difference between rolling at BJJ people. I'm more tired <laughs> rolling with catch wrestling people. There's because the matches are more dynamic. There's a lot more um, possibility to get pinned or submitted, but that's besides the point. Um, oh yeah, what are some <laughs> of the yeah? What are some of the differences you've you've seen? And... Oh right. Um, definitely sometimes our ideologies clash. I remember like one of the instructors at 10th Planet HQ, they were like, why are you always going belly down? Like, um, like it's a sin to expose your back. And he, he truly, hopefully like believes in that. But like, that's where our ideologies clash a little bit. But he, you know, rather than like telling me like, you're wrong, he'll just be like, if you're gonna go belly down, at least make it a tight turtle, you know? Mm. So. Um, there's that, but I feel like definitely just catch wrestling exposes a lot more um, new opportunities that jujitsu doesn't. Like, people really don't expect me to whip out the double wrist lock on them when they have my back. And they really, especially, don't expect like a toe hold. So I think catch wrestling has just opened a lot more doors for me. I mean, you can argue that it's closing some doors because you can't play like guard and whatnot, but I feel like guard and whatnot is just not realistic mm -hmm. it's not very advantageous like it's not realistic to fight on your back you're not gonna go in a self-defense situation and like gonna lay down and especially in mma it's more disadvantageous to be on your back because that's when you're gonna get you know yeah yeah no it's good that you brought that up because I, 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 if you didn't bring up the mma thing i would have brought it up where it's like now it's like it seems like that is what's happening if someone does get taken down it's like they are going to like turtle and uh, getting to like the tripod and then standing back up because you don't want like not only the like if your face if you're lying on your back face up uh you got the gravity against you because the person's on top of you and then raining down strikes uh it's just it's m like much more forceful than you know like even like punching like uh like everything's going downwards your head is getting hit and then if your head gets uh, you get two hits, right? So the one from their punch, and then the one from the the mat. Like so, uh, it's you really don't want to be face up. And I think we've talked about this before, but like wrestling is starting to be like one of the predominant martial arts of MMA fighters. Yeah, mm -hmm. like maintaining that top pressure is like really important in that top position. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's finally being recognized, right? Like, um, because and uh, people people don't really know. Hopefully, this isn't like controversial or whatever. Because 
if you look up the history, it's like UFC was started as like a promotional thing for jujitsu, and so there were many people who were not allowed to compete that might have won who come from who came from a wrestling background. Um, so, but now, like you know, all these years later, now it's like the the reality of how advantageous wrestling is in MMA situation is finally being kind of recognized, which is great. But um, catch wrestling would be an even more dominant way of uh, approaching that because you have like the, the the submissions baked in as well, so you can always like throw someone down or control someone with like these different uh, wrestling holds, like the double wrist lock and stuff. So um, I would say like catch wrestling still gets a, a a little a little extra points for that. Plus, it's fun to submit someone. Yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole idea is like we're not even thinking about like oh I'm getting uh, four points for passing guard or whatever four points for the back or two points for passing guard or whatever. Yeah, it's like and and yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. And would even in NCAA right? I think the takedown is like three points now. So it's like they're um, like it's becoming like this speed and points game. So catch wrestling doesn't have that and unfortunately some people are trying to add points to their version of catch wrestling which totally makes it like amateur wrestling not catch wrestling um so you is like if you we want to tell you doing the real thing it's like it's not points you're really trying to finish somebody when it's catch wrestling all right okay cool any other insights or we'll have to do another installment later we might have to do a part two <laughs> okay, 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 cool. All right, so that, yeah, I look forward to you just like getting better and better. Yeah. All right, okay, cool. So, all right, so uh, just check us out on our YouTube channel, and uh, this should be available like on audio, um, like any type of uh, podcast platform should be on there. Uh, thank you for listening. If you want to support us, you know, go ahead and go to our, our uh, website, or you can support us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can become a member we put a lot of extra videos and stuff on there so we appreciate any support because it just goes into um, uh, having more and more events so thank you and we're trying to help you uh, and if you have someone here who's uh, their grappling has ele been elevated right and it just continues to get better and you know together we help keep our favorite sport catch wrestling alive